Amen. Give it up for the staff, faculty, worship band. Woo! Dang. I think we need a whole chapel of them next time. Yes, yes. All right, all right. Hey, we got a big weekend here at Hope College in the athletic department. We got Coach Sturzma on the football team. First round game, NCAA. Come on out tomorrow. Take it to the Wartburg Warthogs or whatever they are. Take it to them. Also, uh, our women's cross country team. Going to be down Louisville, Kentucky tomorrow, running at the Nationals tomorrow. Go do it. Awesome. Uh, here locally, um, hockey. Hockey against Calvin tonight. Give them a little whooping. Give them a little whooping. All right. And then uh, women and men's swimming team, Calvin. Give them a little splashing. Give them a splash, splashing. Lot going on, lot going on. Hey, but we got work to do today. We got work to do today. Get your Bibles out, smartphones, get them out. Open it up to John chapter 11, verses 45 through 53. You can find it on page 874 of your pew Bible. Get the Bibles out, get the smartphones out. We gotta be a people of the word. Hey, I wanna introduce you to C.J. Ottoman. Who knows C.J. Ottoman? CJ is a senior psychology major from Zealand, Michigan, member of the baseball team, Hope College baseball team, pitcher, way to go. Got it. Cool fact about CJ before he reads the scripture is he's getting married this summer, June 27. Michaela Biker is out there somewhere. Somewhere. Okay, <laughs> she's not gonna show her face. That's All right. Okay. <laughs> All right, are we ready? John chapter 11, verses 45 through 53. Hear the word of the Lord. Many of the Jews, therefore, who had come with Mary and seen what Jesus did when he raised Lazarus from the dead, believed in him. But some of them went to the Pharisees and told them what he had done. So the chief priests and the Pharisees called a meeting of the council and said, what are we to do? This man is performing many signs. If we let him go on like this, everyone will believe in him and the Romans will come and destroy both our holy place and our nation. But one of them, Caiaphas, who was the high priest that year, said to them, You know nothing at all. You do not understand that it is better, that it is better for you to have one man die for the people than to have the whole nation destroyed. He did not say this on his own, but being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus was about to die for the nation, and not for the nation only, but to gather into one dispersed children of God. So from that day on, they planned to put him to death. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Don't close those Bibles. Keep them open, keep them open, keep them open. Okay, now context is important here with this, with this text. Jesus has just raised his friend Lazarus from the dead. Now, prior to this, John in his gospel records that Jesus has turned water into wine. He's healed a, a royal official's son. He has healed a lame and paralyzed man who is uh, for 38 years in that condition. He has healed a blind man from birth. He has fed an enormous crowd of people with five loaves of bread and two fish, and he has walked on water. Not a bad resume. Not a bad resume. But now Jesus, in our text here, raises Lazarus from the dead, which puts Jesus in a category, in a league, all by himself. 
I'm imagining in first century if they had tabloids back then that Jesus would have been on the front page of all those, uh, of those papers because of what he did with the raising of Lazarus. But you got to know that when you raise dead people, it gets people talking. And it not only gets people talking, it gets the attention of the Jewish religious leaders of that day. Why? Because Jesus' enormous popularity now becomes an enormous threat to them, personally, professionally, financially, institutionally, politically, nationally. Jesus is not safe anymore. And you can hear it in their voices. Look at verse 47. They say, what are we to do? This man is performing many signs. If we let him go on like this, everyone's going to believe in him. And then the Romans are going to come in and destroy our holy place and our nation. Jesus is no longer some harmless country rabbi from Galilee. He is now a significant threat to them. And Caiaphas, who is the high priest that year, bluntly states the solution of how to deal with Jesus. Look at verse 50. He says, it is better for you to have one man die for the people than to have a whole nation destroyed. Caiaphas declares that national survival, self-preservation, and personal interests are of his highest value. And Caiaphas wants to make, it, make sure that Jesus does not interfere or mess with any of these things. And if we're honest, if we're really honest with ourselves today, we all got a little Caiaphas in us when it comes to Jesus, don't we? I mean, Jesus is cool as long as Jesus stays in his lane, right? And he doesn't interfere or mess with the things in our lives that we consider of highest value. Author Dorothy Sayers says, what most of us really want out of Jesus is we want a safe Jesus, a domesticated Jesus, one in which we have efficiently paired the claws of the Lion of Judah, certified him as a fitting household pet for pale curates and pious old ladies. Ooh. A Jesus who does not demand too much of us and who does not intrude in the areas of our lives that we like to control. What we really want is a safe, contained Jesus reserved for Saturday, Sunday morning services. Yeah? What do you think about that, Siege? Yeah, so I, that really relates to my life. I'll give you a little background. Um, grew up in Zealand, grew up in a Christian home. Um, and tried to do all these things where I would put Jesus in my life. So attended Young Life, youth group, church on Sundays, all these different things that I felt like I was comfortable to be able to talk about Jesus in those scenarios. But when it wasn't time to have Jesus at the center of those things, whether it was in school or just um, in relationships with friends or um, even like in the lunchroom or something like that, I did a really good job of kind of boxing Jesus away and saying, no, like this isn't the time for me to talk about you. And so, yeah, I relate to that a lot. Um, and then two summers ago, I went on a seed trip to Zambia. Um, seed is a, like a sport evangelism ministry run through the athletic department here. And one of the leaders on the seed trip 
uh, challenged me and said, what would it look like if you were all in for Jesus in every aspect of your life when you went home? What if you're all in for Jesus Mm -hmm. when you go home? Mm -hmm. How'd that hit you when he said that to you? Honestly, right away, it was like, it was kind of like God just punched me in the face yeah. and was like, <laughs> dang, oh, come on, really? Man. All yeah. in? How yeah. about 50%, Jesus? Yeah. So How about 60%? We, we, we kind of talked about that a little bit too. And I said, at that time, I felt like I was only like dipping part of my foot into um, this pool that was my life um, yeah. with Jesus. And so I didn't really know what to do because it was something I wanted to commit to, but I was also scared of committing to it. And I just wasn't sure if I was ready to do that yet either. So, so. so what were some of the, what were some of the, the fears and the, you know, of like, oh man, all in for Jesus. What would be hard about that? Yeah, I would say initially it would be a lack of trust. Um, and with that being, um, I like to have control of what my next step is going to be. So hmm. you big, think that you think that's a that's an issue out here yeah, at Hope College? Probably. Control, yeah, probably. perfectionism, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh yeah, they're all out here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, even with like majors and stuff, like I want to know. I wanted to know what the next step of my life was going to be. So I like having control of where I'm going to go next. And isn't it, and we do that a lot with Jesus, don't yeah, we? Say, we do. okay, Jesus, I'm gonna go this way, and mm-hmm. if you wanna bless that, would you do that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would, I would do a really good job of like, I would say I would give my life to Jesus, and I would hear him saying, oh, maybe this is the way you should go. But the hard thing is, is it's still on me to make that decision of, do I wanna follow where he's calling me, or do I still wanna have full control? and mm. choose a path that I think is what I want and what's best for me. Yeah. And so that was really hard. That's mm-hmm. hard. So trusting and giving up control. Mm-hmm. And then you talked about, and it's a little scary. Yeah. Really, if you think about it, say all in for Jesus. What is this going to mean for my life? Mm-hmm. Talk about that a little too. What, what's the fear behind that? I think that the big fear is for most of my life, I have... I've kind of given myself control. And for the most part, I've lived a really comfortable life Hmm. and haven't faced too many like crazy challenges or setbacks. (coughs) And I think the fear in giving my life to Jesus is that I wonder if the comfort will go away. Hmm. And I think the part that I'm trying to understand now is that my life might be less comfortable when I trust in Jesus, but it'll be better. And so there's a little bit of challenge right there that I'm trying to figure out and understand, but hmm. it's a process. It's interesting. When I was younger, I thought of that same thing. What if I give everything to Jesus, the fear of what he's going to do? I thought, man, he's going to send me uh, to some remote place. I'll live in a mud hut and I'll marry somebody ugly or something <laughs> like that. No, 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 no. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. But, but I, okay, I should have taken that back. But but, but that's the fear, isn't it? The fear, the fear, the fear. Okay, come on back with me. Don't, don't stay there. Here's the fear. The fear is when we give Jesus, when we think of giving Jesus our whole lives, we don't really believe Jesus is good, that we can trust Jesus, that he has even a better plan for us. And so we get, we get stuck, don't we, a lot of times, and we let fear control uh, are giving everything to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Okay, so 
CJ, you're different than you were a year and a half ago. For sure, yeah. You're on this journey of giving everything to Jesus. Um, what have you been learning? Yeah. Um, I think the big thing right now for me is understanding that this faith journey is a lifelong process. And you're not going to get it figured out in just one day or in just one conversation. But right now, what I'm struggling with and, and trying to challenge myself with is that Yes, it's a lifelong process, but knowing that doesn't give me permission to push it off and wait till later on in life. Hmm. And I think, I think a lot of people struggle with that. Um, I don't think I'm the only one, but I currently am trying to incorporate Jesus into everything I do. And hmm. I know that I stumble all the time and it's okay to make mistakes. Like that's okay, but it doesn't give me permission to just kind of push him off to the side and say, no, I want to do what I want now, but I know you're here, like kind of in my back pocket and I'll save that for later. Right. As Christians, we're called to pursue our relationship with Jesus now. And it's not going to be perfect, but it is a lifelong process. And that's something that you can work on and build in relationship with people and with others too. So, And here's the great news. I love it that Jesus promises his Holy Spirit to us. Mm -hmm. So it's not just all on us, that the Holy Spirit gives us the power and the ability to walk in that journey. And he gives us each other, right? To encourage and spur one another on, to encourage and hold each other accountable as well. So are you all in for Jesus? Are you all in for Jesus? Are you still dipping your toe, like CJ said, one foot in, one foot out? Are, are, you, are you boxing Jesus in right now? Are you compartmentalizing Jesus? Oh, Jesus, you can be here, but not over here. Jesus wants all of you. It wasn't Caiaphas who put Jesus to death. Oh, no, 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 no. Jesus willingly gave himself up to death on a cross to give you life and to give me life. That's worth it. Jesus did that for you and for me. So here's the question. Are you all in for Jesus? Caiaphas had it right. Jesus is not safe. But what Caiaphas didn't recognize is this that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and he's good, and he's trustworthy. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, go in peace.